Hello, and welcome back to the Self-Taught Artist Podcast. I'm Lauren Christine, your host. Hello, happy July. It has been a busy month for me. It started out really slow, but here at the end of July, it is really picking up the pace. And here in the studio, it has been a happy time. I sold a bunch of paintings this month, so I'm very proud of that. And now I'm actually working on three commissioned pieces. Um, They were commissioned by a longtime collector, one of my original supporters. And, you know, it doesn't matter who my commission is for. I've said it before. I will definitely say it again. Commissions are a lot of pressure. These commissions that I'm working for at least are based on some past pieces that I have done before. So I do at least have a blueprint and a very clear idea of what the collector wants. And that is sometimes a big part of the challenge of a commission is trying to figure out if your vision and the collector's vision ultimately are going to align. Um, So thankfully, that's not a problem on these because I've done them before. They're based on other pieces that I've made. But it's difficult because it involves me revisiting an old style of mine. What's interesting to see as I look back through my art is how much my style has evolved and even just my interests as an artist I, of course, have always loved painting flowers, and I think I'm always going to love painting flowers, but even just the ways that I approach it, the colors I use, um, the brush strokes, they each have their unique characteristics based on when I painted it. And usually I don't notice these things because I'm just focusing on what I'm doing at the time. I don't look back a lot. But it has been fun to look as an evolved artist at my older work and see all of my progress. Uh, But it's also hard to put yourself back into that old style and pull that out of yourself again because you see things differently now. And I have new skills, new abilities, and so I'm sure that these new pieces are going to end up a little different and reflect who I am as an artist today as well. Um, But it's just an interesting challenge. So I thought I'd tell you about it because it's what I'm thinking about right now. Um, I know that it's all going to be worth it when I see the look on my collector's face and I see how lovely this art is going to look in her home. It'll be great. So I will look forward to that. Today's episode, the topic is all about how to get over some of the excuses that we invent for ourselves to not paint. I sometimes for me, I get into this mode where I start looking for an excuse not to paint. And if you're looking for an excuse not to paint, you'll find it very easily in fact. Um, I'm not sure I'm making total sense but it's I get in these moods where like cognitively in my head I want to paint but I'm also tired 
or I've had a long day at work and in my head, I just start to build up all of these reasons why I should just wait till tomorrow. You know, and normally I'm sitting and I'm, you know, comfortable on the couch. I'm flipping through my phone, looking at Instagram or something and looking at all this pretty art out there and inspiration and memes and all that funny stuff. Or I'm watching TV and I'm happily entertained and like my brain is just turned off. And I'm quite, you know, content in that. But I'm not thriving when I'm sitting there watching TV the way that I would be if I was painting. Um, I don't know. I just sort of get in this mode where I tell myself, oh, another day. I just don't feel like it today. And that stops me sometimes. And I know it also stops a lot of other people, um, which is a shame because actually when I paint, I feel better. I feel great when I paint and it does create all this joy for me and all this additional satisfaction um, that I don't get from things like TV or flipping through my phone. They, they just don't love me back in the way that art loves me back. So that's what we're going to talk about today because I've noticed this in myself. I mean, especially when I get really, really busy with work that it's... I, I'll just come up with all these excuses not to paint, even though I know that if I paint, I'm going to feel better and I'm going to feel happy. So that's that's where we're going to start today. And I know if this impacts me, it also impacts some other people because I love art. I love painting. I love making art. I love talking about art. Obviously, I have a podcast all about it. Um, but I actually, I talked with a couple artist friends for this episode to try and figure out if this did happen to other people. And they said, absolutely. Um, and sometimes they said, maybe it's because they don't exactly know what they want to work on that day. They don't know where to start or they don't have an idea of what to paint. Um, another topic that surfaced was, well, I don't want to make a mess tonight it would take a lot to like set up the studio and then clean up and I just don't want to do that or I'm painting at a kitchen table. I don't want to get my paints out and then have to pack them up and it, I just have a few minutes anyways. All of these little blockers psychologically get in our way um, and it takes activation energy to really get going with painting. I love that term, activation energy. And I really think that's what this is all about for me is like I just need a little bit of energy to get started and then once I get started painting I love it and then you have to pull me away from it so that is the secret you just have to start painting you have to climb the getting started hill get to the top of that hill which I find usually takes me about 15 maybe 20 minutes and then once I've done it for 15 to 20 minutes I have some inertia and then it's all rolling downhill after that. I get into a groove and off I go. So I really want to share this one trick that I have for when I need some help getting started with something. And this applies with fitting art into a tight timeline. Um, so for me, I work a lot. I have my own coaching business and at the end of the day, sometimes I am just really tired and I don't have a ton of time. Um, so 
that's what I mean by fitting it into a tight timeline. Or sometimes I'll also paint during a lunch break in the middle of the day, but I know I only have a few minutes, so I really have to get in, get started, and make those minutes count. Um, but I also use this trick when I have a chore around the house that I don't want to do, but I need to get it over with. Um, and this also can be a trick that's used to beat procrastination. And it's very, very simple. What it is, is you set a timer for 15 minutes and you promise yourself to do whatever it is that you're putting off for 15 minutes. And really, it doesn't matter what the activity is. If I get started, I will typically find my groove by minute 15 and then I'll usually keep going. It's, it's a trick that I play on myself. Um, but for painting, all you have to do is sit down, pull out your paints and do it for 15 minutes and make that promise to yourself. If you don't wanna keep going after 15 minutes, then you don't have to. But let me let you in on a little secret. You've already then done the hardest part, which is getting started. So you're probably gonna keep going. I use this with dusting, for example. I really hate dusting. Um, and so when I don't feel like dusting around the house, I set a timer for 15 minutes and I say, I'm gonna do it for 15 minutes. And by the time that timer goes off, I actually wanna just keep going and finish all the rooms because I've seen it's actually not that hard. I already got myself off the couch or I pulled myself away from my phone, whatever the distraction is at that moment. And then it's like, well, I might as well challenge myself to get it done. It's only a few more minutes. So that is one thing. And I'd encourage you to try it. Um, if you're ever just sitting there and you're like, gosh, I wish I'd watch less TV and I'd paint more. Stop there. That's like all you need. You need that thought. And then you pull out your phone, you set the timer for 15 minutes and you say, let's go do something for 15 minutes. Um, I don't care if it's like making paint swatches or maybe you pull out watercolors when you don't feel like pulling out oils or pulling out acrylics. Because, um, I mean, watercolors are super easy to clean up. Afterward, you just, you know, shake out your brush in some water. Very simple. Um, or maybe you do other things to make it easier for yourself to get started um, or to clean up. Like one thing that I've done for the last couple months and I've loved, I don't know that I've talked about this yet actually, is I actually started using palette paper all the time. Longtime listeners will know that I used to use a ceramic plate or multiple old ceramic plates as my palette, but then every so often I had to clean the ceramic plates to make sure I always had a fresh ceramic paint, uh, fresh ceramic plate, excuse me, with space for my paint. And so then, you know, you still have to clean it and that's a pain. Um, it's not a big pain, but it was just a point of friction. So I just treated myself and I said, you know what, like, let's use palette paper. That cuts down on my cleanup time. And then again, it gives me less excuses. So whatever it is that you do for yourself, um, just to make it easier to get started, because that really is more than half the battle. Um, I'm sure you've heard people say that, you know, if you want to work out, you want to go exercise, just start the day by waking up and putting on your workout gear. If you put on your workout gear and you lace up your tennis shoes, you know, that's half the battle. 
Well, you know, because if you do that, you might as well go for a walk or a run or lift some weights, whatever. Um, but same thing with painting. It's just challenge yourself, go do 15 minutes, get a water cup, put it down and get ready to go. Oh, that's another actually friction point that I tried to work on myself was um, on this getting started challenge. I actually started doing when I was cleaning my brushes and cleaning out my old water cups. Um, I actually started then just refilling them and putting them on the table and next to my easel where I paint. So that way, actually, every time I come into the studio, I already have fresh water sitting there um, ready to go. I have my palette paper right there ready to go. Literally, there's like nothing else I really need. Um, my paint is there. So I'm set. It's I, like I have it ready to go. So that entry point is very smooth. Um, so that's the big trick, okay? Just when you find yourself making excuses or your brain says I'm tired or, well, I only have 30 minutes, why bother? Nope, make the most of it because that's gonna be how you get your repetitions in as an artist and that's gonna be how you get better. Um, so set your timer for 15 minutes, challenge yourself to do it just for 15 minutes, that's all. And then reevaluate at the end of 15 minutes and let me know how that works for you because I'm gonna bet you keep going. And if you can do this just a couple more times a month or even a couple more times a week, imagine how much faster you are going to progress and how great you're going to feel. So that's awesome. That's what we're aiming for. All right. Tip number two for banishing excuses and just getting started is to have an inspiration folder that you always can access. I don't care whether this is a pinned board on Pinterest or saved images on Instagram or a collection of screenshots and photos on your phone. I want you to make an inspiration folder. That way you're always going to have something to paint. That way you never get to your art and say, man, what am I going to make today? What am I going to do? Make a list, have it ready to go. Um, make that inspiration folder so that you see it and you get back to that point of wanting to, make art, wanting to make art and reminding yourself of what you do deep down really wanna create. I have inspiration everywhere. I have tons of screenshots. I have photos from nature, lots of flower photos, um, and just a ton of saved posts and photos on Instagram as well that inspire me from other artists. I have a lot of inspiration all over the place and it really does help me a lot. Um, so that's tip number two on this is make sure you have that inspiration folder ready to go. Um, tip number three is just to lower the bar as well and know that even just doing little brushwork exercises or mixing colors or swatching out colors, learning about your paint, learning about your materials. That is all very useful time in the studio. Like we as artists don't just wake up one day and know how to use everything and know how to mix our colors and know how to use our brushes to the maximum effect. That's all stuff we have to learn 
and it just comes from trying things. So go try some things, lower the bar for yourself. Um, other things you could do are little pen and ink doodles. You could work on a craft project if that is fun for you. Um, I have also, you know, some little crafty objects around that I have to paint. They're little, you know, 99 cent wood pieces from Michael's, stuff like that, that I can paint or rocks. This summer, I also want to try painting rocks and have a little rock garden. Um, so, you know, there's some crafty things that I can do on a day when I don't feel like painting or I need a little more help getting started. That's low pressure. Um, so that's an easy entry point for me. I also now have this floral canvas where I'm just kind of messing around. It has a lot of really bright colors and tons of flowers all over it. Um, and it, I don't know, it's, it's not that great of a painting, but it's a fun painting for me. So it may never see the light of day and that's okay. But if I want to sit down and just kind of mindlessly doodle and paint, I do it on that flower canvas right now. And I'm really enjoying it. It's just kind of this random floral garden that makes no sense and that's okay. But I enjoy it and I am learning while doing, even if I don't realize it. Um, so those are things that I do to lower the bar for myself. And I do, I go to my inspiration folders a lot. It just reminds me, oh yeah, I did want to paint my city skyline at some point this summer. And I, I also really wanted to paint hydrangeas because I saw some beautiful ones and took these photos and I never got to that. Um, so just reminding yourself of all the things that you do want to do at some point, bringing those back to light when you are lacking that motivation can be really helpful and just lowering the bar for yourself because once you paint more and more painting or art in general drawing ceramics whatever your medium is of expression it just starts to get addictive and i think progress in general is really addictive and it's really affirming when you get better at something as I mentioned at the beginning, actually, with my commissions that I'm working on, you know, I don't look back at my old work a lot, but when I am forced to go look at my old art and my old style and try and, you know, parachute back into that style, like I actually recognize how much I am evolving and changing and getting better as an artist. Um, and I definitely would not have seen that progress unless I was practicing and making art regularly. Um, so that's, that's like the first ingredient for getting better. And when you get better, you love it even more. And it becomes this really virtuous cycle. Um, that's not to say that I don't have days when, you know, I need a push. And that's why I'm inspired to make this episode um, for all of you. So if you really want to see progress with your art, you know, go take a, take a walk down memory lane. Look at a photo of one of your first paintings and compare it to your paintings today. I mean, your jaw will probably drop if you've been painting for a while. And even if you haven't been painting for a while, if you're listening to my podcast, I know you're learning and I know you're getting better. So you're still probably going to be really impressed with yourself. Other people, in order to get over the the motivation slumps or um, just, you know, banish those 
excuses that we make for them for ourselves, um, they will actually put something structurally in place to try and encourage themselves to keep a streak up where they are, say, painting every day. And so for some people, that works really well. I've actually never done this. Um, it it hasn't been something that I've had the the desire to do yet, but I'm sure I will at some point. It's very popular in the artist community. Um, and especially for artists that want to learn and develop is doing one of these streak challenges. So that's where you paint every day and you keep your streak up. Um, normally you'll see it in the form of like a 30 day challenge or a 100 day challenge. If you're super bold, I would say start with a week or 30 days. Um, and then see if you want to keep going. A hundred days is, whew, that is a big commitment. Um, so that's a daily painting progress where you do it for that many number of days straight and you keep up your streak. Um, and it, it, it doesn't have to be a big painting. It doesn't have to be super artsy. It doesn't have to be something you'd hang on the wall. Um, it's just painting something every day. Making art every day. Putting a brush to paper or canvas or some sort of substrate every single day. That's option one for one of these challenges. Um, another thing I've seen is some people will break it up to give themselves a little grace and understanding, which I totally, totally am here for if that works better for you. Um, and that's probably what I would do if I did it. Um, but they would actually split this challenge up over a longer period of time um, where they create them, they challenge themselves to create, say, 30 different pieces over an open ended period of time. And they still call it a 30 day challenge. Um, but, you know, there's just different flavors of this challenge and you can do whatever works for you. But I do know that that is a tool that a lot of artists use to get themselves moving and give them a reason to paint every day. So if you're looking to really take it to the next level and challenge yourself, try a seven day challenge. See if you can paint every day or draw every day for the next seven days. Um, and it doesn't matter if it's a two by two little flower doodle or, you know, working on a big canvas, like challenge yourself to paint every single day for seven days or paint seven, seven different works in seven different days. Um, there's so many different ways you could do this, but you know, it's just another idea to try. So I hope on today's episode, I've given you a few different ways to approach it. Um, if you are having a hard time squeezing art into your life, and I know it's not necessarily because, you know, you don't want to paint more. I think a lot of us do, we just need a little push sometimes. And that's totally normal. Um, I've been there. I think everyone is going to be there at some point where they need that push. So again, to summarize, set a timer for 15 minutes, whatever you're putting off, uh, whether it's painting or chores or even some project at work that you don't want to do. It's a great tool to use to just get that activation energy going. Um, so set a timer for 15 minutes, promise yourself to do 15 minutes and then watch at the end of 15 minutes. One, you're going to have a lot done or at least something done. And two, you're probably going to want to keep going after that. Um, step 
two or tip number two is to always have an inspiration folder available to you so that at the tip of your fingers, you have somewhere to go to look for ideas um, or a list of projects you want to do so you don't spend time hemming and hawing about what you're going to work on that day. Um, number three, just lower the bar for yourself. Paint small, paint simple, do exercises, brushwork exercises, color mixing, color swatching, something like that to really make it easy for yourself to do something that still is going to benefit yourself. Um, and then tip number four would be to consider doing a 30-day challenge or a seven-day challenge or creating 30 pieces of art in 30 days. Um, that's just another thing that you could consider trying. So that is a bunch of different options. I hope that something in this episode helps you um, or you can just bookmark this for some time in the future when you're feeling a little blocked or you need a little bit of motivation to get yourself going. Um, as always, please take a minute to rate this podcast on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. I would love to see a review on Apple Podcasts from some of you that haven't yet gotten to leave me a review. Um, you go into Apple Podcasts, scroll down, and on the rating feature, if you scroll down, it has a little, little box and it says write a review. Click that, leave me a love note, and you'll hear yourself featured on a future episode. How fun would that be? Um, and of course, please subscribe to the podcast. That way you never miss an episode. It has been such a pleasure being with you this week. Um, do check out my Instagram at Lauren Christine Art. Uh, that's Christine with a K. Um, or send me a note at Lauren Christine Art at gmail.com. It has been such a pleasure. Um, have a wonderful week, my friends, and happy creating. Talk to you next time.